0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Semi Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Clements,
1: with Brett Edit, and I'm Dalton Barrett, aka Barrett Digital. And today's episode of Semi Pro is brought to you by the Batman cosplayers who are really upset with the new cowl because they don't have the cheekbones or the jawline to pull it off. They may have the chin, but they don't have the rest of the features. <laughs>
0: Uh, then again who who could Robert Patterson is apparently according
1: to science the perfect man that's why that's why I'm so excited that's one of the reasons I love the new cowl is because is because it's not many people are going to be able to pull that off and that's going to upset so many of the the Batman cosplayers because it is it's going to be very difficult to pull that off for for cosplay oh. or whatever yeah,
0: I look forward to all the people who are going to try.
1: V- very much so. Yeah. Um. Some come to mind, but we're not going to name anybody here. Aye
0: uh, Yeah. Well,
1: we'll leave that. But you know, it's lucky that
0: uh, the biggest news in the past week has been nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing well, came
1: out. Um. Josh, you're you're selling this week short. Sonic the Hedgehog came out yesterday. And. Uh, that's film of all time. That's big news. <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh We did. Sonic the Hedgehog did come out. I haven't actually looked at, at how it's being received. I haven't heard a word about um, it.
0: Um, it was. Last I saw, it was uh, 64% on Tomatoes, wow. 90% audience rating. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty exciting,
1: actually. Much higher than I thought we was going to be. Yeah. Think. Well, my thought with Sonic was it's either going to be good. Or it's going to be so bad that it's great. Those were the, That was where I was sitting. And it looks like it's it's actually in the good camp. I was kind of hoping for so bad it was great. But it's fine. Um, and we also got uh, No Time to Die. The the, the Billy Eyelash song came out. Actually. And uh, so that's pretty exciting. It's, it, I think it's not as good as Skyfall. But it's almost as good as Skyfall. It's a great Bond theme. I, okay. So,
0: truth be told, I was uh, I was travelling home from uni yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and me and my friends are pretty big uh, James Bond fans. We we're, were talking about how we're gonna go see the movie, and then we're like, oh, the the theme comes out, and as soon as it came out, I couldn't stop listening to it. I listened to it on the train home. I listened to it just throughout the day. It kept on crawling its way back into my life.
1: Lyrically, it's probably as good as Skyfall. Uh, yeah, no, I, well, it's, I don't think, it's got
0: the same sort of tone as Vitings right. uh, on the Wall, and Ryan's on the Wall is my least favorite Bond thing.
1: <laughs> At least modern Bond thing. Uh-huh. I don't think that uh, Billie Eilish has the same vocal range as Adele. Um, Billie <laughs> Eilish is a really talented musician and doesn't get enough credit for her, her natural talent, but I don't think that that song in particular... Has the same range, um, or her in particular has the same range as Adele? And I mean, who does? I think Adele's got one of the most unique voices ever. I'd say, uh, it out of all music, right? Uh, it, but yeah, so that's that's all we're gonna talk about on the James Bond music. But I guess that's where we're gonna have to end our episode because, to my knowledge, nothing else happened.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I can't think
0: of a single for, oh. No, do you know? Do you know what did happen? What is that? I, uh, well, this, this, I feel like this flew under the radar a little bit. Okay. A lot of people have seen anything about it, but Johnson is returning to Jurassic World Three. That's genuine, yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> That's awesome! I didn't know that. Neat. <laughs> yeah, him. He's, he's he's coming back for the third one. I never saw the second one.
1: <laughs> second one was awful i mean it was bad so he didn't direct that one (laughs) or he did oh i i i
0: I thought did did trevorrow direct that one i I, can't remember trevorrow
1: directed the first one
0: yeah trevorrow directed
1: trevor trevoro trevoro that's correct (laughs) trevoro
0: the guy who was gonna do episode nine trevago I don't know if he did direct that one. I don't Um, either.
1: The the second one was awful. I mean, it was a jumbled, clumbled mess. It's the only movie... He
0: didn't. He he didn't. The guy who did direct it uh, did A Monster Calls, The Impossible, uh, and a film called The Orphanage, which I've never heard of. But basically, he did a couple of kind of uh, what I would call Oscar bait films.
1: Uh Indie movies.
0: Yeah, more or less. He um, apparently did a couple episodes of Penny Dreadful, which is neat. Interesting. Yeah, well, the, I, I never saw it. I saw clips of it. I heard reasons as to why it sucks.
1: Jurassic World Two was um, it was a mess. Uh, it's it's the only movie I've ever walked out of that bad yeah it was it was bad especially towards the end it's not even because it's boring bad it's not entertaining bad it's boring bad and it, it, it gets really political and and this is a movie about dinosaurs and they start like like you make dinosaurs in a lab for a park but now you're trying to ask like the the like the big deep existential questions about like like should we have done it and but it's like it's too late now it's it, just too much going on in this movie and and they do they start asking like should we have done this and should we treat the dinosaurs better and like all this kind of stuff and it's like no you you get rid of them they weren't here to begin with and they shouldn't be so just get rid of them uh and then bryce dallas howard yeah i'm gonna spoil it it's been long enough Bryce i no, Howard seen it she I'm winds up it, sorry she, she winds up setting all the dinosaurs free <laughs> Like Because that's better than the alternative Of them getting sold to You know To independent buyers So she just sets them all free In in California or wherever they're at Like to roam around And uh, Supposedly b- Assumably murder people But <laughs> at least they're not being sold Like I don't It's just so stupid um,
0: It reminds me of that story, I can't remember if it was real or fake or what, but there was a story of like a man who went to a zoo and he, uh, he saw like a lion enclosure and he was like, free the lions! So he jumped in to free the lions and the lions just tore in shreds because they were hungry.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it, it's just like that. Except for Bryce Dallas Howard is the good guy at the end because she set the dinosaurs free. They're, I mean, they are, they're trying to gas the dinosaurs so that they won't be sold to the military to use uh to be used as weapons that's a pretty good ending um to a terrible movie but it's a pretty good ending <laughs> um and then bryce dallas howard comes in and just to put the like the little t- stupid cherry on tar- on top of the stupid movie cake uh you don't put cherries on cake but you get my point um, she comes in and and presses the button to let all the dinosaurs out so that they don't die and it's like like why would you do that <laughs> now they're roaming the streets of Los Angeles isn't, isn't like the, the third worst... act
0: of Jurassic Park 2 trying to stop that from happening
1: well and here's the worst part so the movie opens with Jeff Goldblum in court and he's given like this speech or whatever and it turns out that takes place after what after the what happens in the course of the movie and you got Jeff Goldblum in there and he goes as this is all happening he goes we uh we now live in a Jurassic world and then it just cuts to like the scene of like the dinosaurs running down the streets of Los Angeles
0: no that's it's you're awful. not you're, 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 you're lying you have to be no, lying no
1: I promise you look up the ending scene of that movie and that's that's it it's rough it's bad um And that's the only funny, bad part of the movie, is that that ending with Jeff Goldblum, the rest of it's just boring. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend Jurassic World. We just spent 10 minutes talking about how there's nothing to talk about. And uh, the the very clear thing to talk about here today is Sonic the Hedgehog, right? That's our main topic.
0: (laughs) Right. So, no, okay, let's actually (laughs) talk about the thing. All right. Been on everyone's timelines, everyone's Facebook feeds, everyone's Twitter feeds for the last two days. The Ishtar Remake. Three,
1: two, three, four, four, two, three, and. <laughs> these men are pawns. Oh, I think they're wonderful.
0: Ishtar. Written and directed by Elaine May. Nope, Len Kavinsky's new film starring Leo Fong.
1: Yes! <laughs> That's gonna be amazing, by the way. If he released a poster Wiseau. for that. Did he actually?
0: He, he released a poster for it. it's. <laughs> it's fantastic. It looks like a, every B-movie poster you've ever seen.
1: Oh, brilliant. I hope he gets So in for it. I really do. That would be beautiful. Yeah,
0: okay, let's. Okay, let's actually talk about the Superman costume that everyone wants to talk <laughs> about. So, okay, so we got to talk about Nuki. I'm not talking about Nuki. If, that, if that's what we're talking about, I'm having this podcast. It's been a fun ride. I'll see you all
1: later. <laughs> All right, all right. The Batman, the the batsuit from the Batman, starring Robert Pat Bat battinson directed by Bat Reeves. Uh, are there any other bat puns that I'm missing? A Pat Bat Bat. No, you've done that one. Yep, the Pat Bat Bat suit. Michael call uh, Gia Gia <laughs> aquino <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! Speaking of that. How brilliant is that, that That little piece of music? It sounds like if you mixed every other Batman theme together, it gives me chills every time I hear it. Um, it really
0: reminds me of Elfman and the animated series, like especially at the end there, when it starts going into the piano.
1: It, it reminds me of if you mixed that with Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight theme. 'Cause it's got uh, that no, I see that 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 big noise to it. It doesn't have the drums quite as much as as Zimmer's work, but oh ah, it gives me chills. It's beautiful. It's probably it's up there. I really like the Elfman theme a lot. But this one's definitely up there with favorite Batman themes. And I know there's a lot of good ones in the Arkham games, but I don't pay quite as much attention to to the themes in those. Um, um, the the
0: Arkham the Arkham City theme, which is a favorite, it's a favorite of mine to the point where I have the track just on my like normal music stuff. Oh neat! Um, it's 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 beautiful. Uh, it, and it, I I will say that it reminds me of that theme. I, I don't know if I'd say like majorly, but it certainly gives off um, sort of the same tone of it.
1: For the sure. same feel. I've got the uh, the 89 soundtrack. On vinyl, um, oh yeah, hanging on my wall, and it's it's the prettiest record you've ever seen. It's it's half like normal black vinyl record, and the other half is purple. And so when it's spinning on the the turntable, you just see like the colors start to like mix. It's it's beautiful, um, and it's got it's even got the Prince song on there. So, uh,
0: so the the suit can you you too can hijack an art building and paint <laughs> exactly. on painting.
1: You just have to get a boombox that plays vinyl records. What do you want, Josh? I'm not falling into this. What do you want? I'm, t- I'm not saying it. I want my face on the $1 bill. Um, so the Batsuit. We got our first look uh, at like a fourth of the Batsuit. You know. <laughs> we got our first look at everything from the chest up. Right. Um... So we got the chest to like the top of the eyes. I would say that's like a fourth of the body. Um,
0: I mean, I, I might even go further and say fifth.
1: Okay, so you're going less.
0: Semi pro. Will we teach you, Max?
1: Right. Yeah, it's not much. We did not see much of 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 this, but we did see some some key elements. Uh, we got to see the chest the chest logo. Uh, we got to see the chest plate, the shoulder pads, and we got to see half from the eyes down of the cowl. And we got to see the cape where it meets the, the rest of the suit. And you guys have already seen this. Uh, so I guess we can just briefly describe it to you and then kind of give our, our own thoughts and opinions on it. Um, there's a lot of leather in the, the... The cowl is made out of leather and there's some very clear leather stitching. Seems to resemble... Um. The, uh, Batman sixty six Adam West cowl, where the stitching lies seems to match yeah, up the, with those uh, lines.
0: Just, just sort of from the edges of the nose over to the bridge, and then from the sides up over the forehead.
1: Right. We're assuming it goes over the forehead. We can't really see his forehead. Uh, people were really hoping and expecting white eyes. Uh, didn't get them. What What is your stance on on the white eye debacle? Okay, so I'm. I'm- I support white eyes, but at the same time,
0: I'm never, like... I I, uh, I was talking to someone earlier, and we, we were talking about the white eyes, and he, he was like, oh, I'm a bit disappointed they didn't do it. And at the same time, while I want white eyes, I don't think I've been disappointed that they haven't done it yet, because they're not a necessity, per se. They're not something that I must have in my batsuit, or I owe to throw it out. It's, um...
1: Well, my favorite artist. It's nice to have them. My, my favorite comic artist draws Batman without him. Alex Ross is Wait, easily is my favorite. favorite. Oh, nice. uh, I love Alex Ross's art. Uh, not not even because you know some artists put really neat designs design spins on their um, on their comics, but I think Alex Ross his his art just stands out, and he, everything looks so classic and regal, and uh, it's really beautiful. But he doesn't give Batman wide eyes. Um, the white eyes were introduced because comic artists are lazy and wanted to avoid drawing eyes in every panel, so they added white eyes to certain characters like Batman and, and whatnot, um, which is fine. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat with you. I would love to see them, but I'm, I'm never going to be disappointed if we don't. And, and yeah. for this suit, it makes zero sense for him to have white eyes. For the suit that we've been oh, yeah, presented with. Yeah, that's the other thing about this. The, um,
0: the the suit itself is, for the most part, low... It might not seem it, but it seems low-tech. It's not...
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, he's wearing hockey pads. But, um... um I,
0: you know, I've been expecting a lot of, um... I've, I'm not
1: wearing hockey
0: pads. Like, uh-huh. I've been expecting a bunch of those memes. I've not seen any. I am not I'm almost disappointed. One.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he is. The shoulder pads look, um, sportsy, uh, but they look metal. I really like those a lot. I think they're, they're, they're some beefy shoulder pads. I really like the design of them. Um, the chest plate is gorgeous. If you can make a good chest plate, you can sell me on a bat suit. Um, for the most part.
0: The the chest plate reminds me of Arkham Knight, like the actual Arkham Knight, not the, not the bat suit from the Arkham Knight. The, the the actual character of the Arkham Knight,
1: right, right, uh, with the angles and and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure how the chest plate works into the the rest of the suit. It almost looks like because one of the things that um, we heard before from a, a fairly reliable source is that it was the suit was kind of low armor, uh, which doesn't seem to match what we've seen with the chest and shoulders. So I'm wondering if it's almost like the, um, probably a much better done version, but the, the, if you remember the, the suit I designed for Gotham Knights had, it had like a fabric, um, muscle suit with a chest plate and shoulder pads on the upper body and then had some, some leg armor. So it was like, you're protecting your chest, you're protecting your shoulders, you're protecting your thighs, you're protecting your nuts. But then the rest of you is pretty much just fabric, and so I'm wondering if that's the effect we're going to get. I'm not sure, but like I said, it was a somewhat reliable source that said, um, you know, it's going to be a fairly low armor suit. So I don't know. Uh, we'll, well, we'll
0: just his words were homemade,
1: right? Right, but,
0: but I, I mean, well, okay. So we heard about this. And we were expecting, uh, I would say, well, I don't know about you, but I was expecting something more akin to, to I would say, Backpack, in that it's very simple, it's very. <laughs> everyone's pretend it's almost like Daredevil esque, where it's not
1: <laughs> very heavily armored at all. Right. Well, see, my. my well, even Daredevil. Clothy. Right. I was hoping for something along the lines of like the MCU Captain America suit or Daredevil. Or that—that that was my hope, because I would love to see a bat suit like that. But what I was thinking was probably more along the lines of flack. You know, you got—you got a muscle suit uh, with an oversuit over it. You know, that kind of design. Um, maybe throw in some minor bits of armor, but stitch that and make it look a little more homemade. I was not expecting this um, at all, it's but insane. this. I, I'm blown away by this. I guess we should give our our actual opinions on it. Um, I I love it. I I really do. I think people main people's main complaint seems to be the cowl. Um, I I have zero complaints nah. about the cowl. I love it. I, I the thing about Batman cowls is since '89, they've all looked somewhat the same. They have a lot of minor details that are different, like the shape of the eyebrows or the the length of the ears or how the neck looks. But other than that, they've all looked pretty much the same. They're a piece of rubber that's molded, and then um, it's it's kind of thick, and they do the black makeup around the eyes. I mean, that's I don't think the only one that looks somewhat different would probably be the tactical cowl from Justice League. And even it looks pretty much the same, you know. This one looks different, and I love that. And I really respect the. Um, I really respect them a lot for doing that. And and it looks. I mean, it looks great. I like that it's different. I like that it's thin. It's not, you know, this thick piece of rubber over his face. Uh, I like that it looks like it's something he stitched together or had someone else stitched together Ooh. out of leather. You know. I mean there are a lot of things about this that I think are are huge improvements over the uh, um, excuse me over the over the other cowls that we've seen specifically the Justice League cowl which was the last one that we saw. I think this is a huge improvement <laughs> you your favorite over that. Cowl? Yeah, well it's just I don't know. I I am very very happy with this look because it's it's just different and i love that that's why i like that's
0: that's something that i uh i wanted to bring up is that a lot of people i think are hostile towards i mean (laughs) this is going to go back into our main topic sonic but i think (laughs) people are hostile to new ideas a lot of the time with characters that they like to think (laughs) are in one sort of way so like i I promise you i will relate this back into sonic (laughs) So you've got Batman, right? Josh, our main topic in- is Ishtar. Three, two, three, four, four,
1: two, three, and... These men are pawns. I think they're wonderful.
0: Ishtar. Written and directed by Elaine May. I refuse to... I'm not acknowledging Ishtar anymore, so... <laughs> with, with the Batman so you know, I think in in the comics, it's always drawn... You know, a uh, single colour, maybe a bit of stitching But, you know, typically grey, black, boom, done I think that when you bring in something like this, which You know, it has the color, it has the leather cape, it has a different texture Different textured body to its head I think people are hostile towards it because they're like, we've got this established thing, we like it And we don't want that changed But at the same time And again, like Sonic, you've got this character who, I'm talking about Sonic, not Batman here. You've got this character who people like to think is a fan favorite, who like to think is part of a good franchise, but in reality, he's had three good games across maybe 20 years of being a a playable thing. And then in that 20 years, two of those good games were his first two. And the other one was half a good game because they still tried to work in his modern re-establishment in it. And so, so people are like, oh, Sonic. But then Sonic in the film is an alien. He's not going to look like a character who wears gloves and sneakers. He's going to look like an alien. And with Batman,
1: he looks like an No, he... Um, he knows well, how to that. I think you can quick. play so, around with you're, you're talking about Dustin Hoffman, who plays uh-huh. Chuck Clark in the <laughs> uh, movie yeah, Ishtar, yeah. correct? <laughs> three, two, three, four, four, two,
0: three,
1: and... These men are pawns. you. I think they're wonderful.
0: Ishtar. Written and directed by Elaine May. Stop trying to bring up Ishtar. I'm talking about the Batsuit. I'm talking about how the collar on the Batsuit is something new, and I love it, and it gives Batman actual mobility in its
1: head, which is something that is always an issue. Right, well, we haven't really seen that issue since Dark Knight, because while, um... Affleck looked like he couldn't turn his head, he could. Um... Like, like, they made the suit look like he wouldn't be able to turn his head, but he he, he could move it back and forth. Well, with BVS, the neck in general is the
0: worst part of the suit. From right. It. It's just, it's too short.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, give it a little length, maybe some, I don't know. I don't, I, I love the BVS suit. I don't love it as much as everybody else seems to, mainly because I'm not that big a fan of the Dark Knight Returns um, suit, or, or story line, like everybody loves that story. Um, I, I love the story,
0: I think it's good, I don't think it's good for an established franchise. I don't,
1: it, it's a, yeah, but it almost has to be, if you're adapting it, it almost has to be an established franchise, so that you can bring in, like, mm. Superman, but if you're going to do a Dark Knight Return story, that needs to be like your Logan, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's
0: what I'm men in that you can't, Bring in the Dark Knight Returns as your first outing as Batman. Because right. the Dark Knight Returns only works if you've got that 20 years of build-up.
1: Right. Well, but uh, from the suit design perspective, I think it's a bit too uh, chunky. It's a bit big. The, the, I have a, I have some issues with the BVS suit. I love it. It, it really is probably as close to a perfect bat suit. Um that we'll see on screen for maybe we'll see a, a one with, with Pattinson. I don't know. Um, but it, it, I wish we could see something similar to that, but that didn't, uh, with different proportions. Um, cause I think it's almost set the expectation for people that that's what Batman has to look like. Like he's gotta, he's gotta have that big of a muscle suit and, and all that stuff. Um, I
0: think, I mean, a big part I've seen when people start talking about why they aren't huge fans of the idea of Pattinson or why they aren't fans of this Batsuit or why even they think Affleck is the biggest and, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, But I think that a physical representation or a visual representation doesn't particularly mean that it's the best representation. Like, is Affleck the biggest batman we've ever had yes was it quite a nice uh did it like was it quite a nice thing to have in terms of the different break from uh bale and clooney and keaton who were big guys but not bulked up like him
1: specifically bale I, I i would say bale was in better shape than affleck they just put... Uh, well, Affleck- Bell,
0: Bell, Bell was coming off of The Machinist where he was a skeleton and then he built up 60 pounds of, like, pure muscle. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at him, he's pre- if you looked at him and, and Affleck, they're probably in the same, like, shape, you know? But they put Affleck in a much bigger muscle suit. And I, I think people forget about the muscle suits or some people just don't know about the muscle suits. But... Yeah, they, I think... I mean when it comes to guys
0: like uh, Henry Cavill and like Henry Cavill uh, John Wesley Shipp um, Ben Affleck they're built up guys so I think people kind of assume that when they get into those suits they don't need the muscle suit and that might be true they might not need it but it helps for the actual making of the suit itself because they're often built to those specs as opposed to the specs of the people wearing them
1: no matter how big of a guy you are you put you're getting skin tight spandex and you're going to look skinny the, the that's unavoidable you've got to put you got to put somebody like that in a muscle suit you just do uh i mean look at um spider-man and obviously spider-man doesn't isn't supposed to be as big as everyone else but tom holland wears a muscle suit in the he's he's ripped and he's he's in great shape toby mcguire wore a muscle suit um and Andrew Garfield wore a muscle suit it doesn't even look like those guys are wearing muscle suits and they still are because it adds definition and uh they, they are a necessity uh Shazam everybody was talking bad about the Shazam muscle suit it was great it was perfect for what Shazam needed to look like in live action you know and um I think people forget that Affleck was wearing one um, they don't forget in Justice League because it's very obvious in Justice League that he was wearing a muscle suit because he he put on 15 pounds before they started the reshoots. Um, you know,
0: I, that's something I respect about Ben Affleck. As soon as he doesn't need to be ripped, he's he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get some burgers, I'm gonna get some hot dogs, I'm gonna go yeah. on a drinking binge.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, I think Pattinson. You know, he's got he's got a slimmer looking face. The body looks somewhat slimmer. The shoulders look really broad, but he's got shoulder pads on. I, I don't think Batman needs to be that big either. I think that's almost that's that's good for a dark or a Dark Knight Returns suit. Um, the the Affleck suit. I don't think Batman needs to be that big on a regular basis. You know, I think you can have a, a slightly slimmer Batman. I think the 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 perfect. Body size, I would say, for Batman would be probably uh, Batman Begins. That kind of body shape and size. Um, So I think
0: the 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 key to it is having it be uh, like bigger than uh, say a gymnast, but not so big that you're a bodybuilder. Well, I, I think a lot of wrestlers probably have a good sort of body size for it.
1: Batman doesn't need to
0: be as ripped as
1: Superman. You know, he just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't. I don't know where I would fall on that. Like I said, you avoid that issue altogether if you go with a more fabric style um, uh, Captain America style suit, which is what I would personally go with. Because um, then you. I know get...
0: you're a big fan of the the fabric suits.
1: Well, I think they add a they add a really neat. It's a really neat way to tacticalize the um the the comic fabric stuff in a way that's not leather and in a way that's not spandex um which is why i like it and they can be done super creatively i wish we would get because i while i love the uh the current cw flash suit a, a cw flash suit like that i think could be really neat um in a way for them to explore because but but that's besides the point. There, there are characters, certain characters. I think it would work really well for uh, Batman, specifically being being one of them, because you know it's almost like it's almost like fabric armor. Um, so it's a way to please both the fabric fans and the armor fans. But all in all, I think this is uh, it's my favorite cowl uh, in years. I really like the eighty nine cowl. If it was smoother, it would be my favorite. Um, but this one, I just really like because it's not the same as the style we've been seeing for 20 years. I mean, it's it, 20 years of Batman movies, and we've seen the same style of Cowl since the beginning. And I'm just really glad that we're getting away from that. Um,
0: There's there, there something that I do want to clear up a bit. I think well, people are trying to justify it as if... Well, not justify it, but they're saying like oh, this was the test suit that Henry Cavill wore during his screen test, or uh, that's not his final cow and he'll probably change it in the movie. And I think that, you know, the final cow one, more, much more so, uh, it's possible, but ultimately, I mean, think back to Phoenix's screen test. Everyone's going, oh, no, he's going to change in the movie, he's going to have different face, back. but that was the final, and it's a bold move to do that, and I think that, Between, like, the Joker screen test, the Harley Quinn screen test, and this, I think DC's way of revealing their new uh, costumes and whatnot is really good. It's fresh. It's, like, seeing it in action like that. And I think that instead of trying to, like, justify it to yourself, it's just kind of accept it. It's like, you know, they're not going to change the cow because a few people on Instagram are annoyed at it.
1: Well, especially when they've already started filming. (laughs) You know?
0: That's just a tiny bit of an issue. Um, speaking of, I mean, we, we are talking mostly about the bat here, but there's also some uh, apparent set pictures from London, which, you know, shout out to my ends, where uh, I think the, the description was Bruce Wayne's stunt double gets jumped by a bunch of clown henchmen, which Neat. there's no word on if they're clown henchmen, if that's Bruce Wayne's stunt double, or if it's even part of the film.
1: <laughs> it could have been just some random but guy who got jumped by some clown That henchmen. might just be
0: London. I, I've <laughs> had weird occurrences. We were out for dinner last night and a guy started dancing at the windows <laughs> next to the pub that we were eating at. And he just
1: kept dancing and then walked off into the night like nothing happened. That's great. Yeah, I... um, uh, I saw the pictures of the clown henchmen. They were pretty neat. Um, I think... Back on what you were saying earlier, when they're they're doing these 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 test footage camera test looks now, which I think is great. They did one with The Witcher. Um, that was how they released the the first look at that, and it did change, granted, um, somewhat. Uh, and they did it with Joker, and it was so funny. I was looking at the comments on uh, somebody reposted this footage of um, Pattinson on YouTube. And they titled it, like, the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman trailer. <laughs> and people were, like, commenting, like, yeah, I really think they gave away too much in this trailer. Like, the, the whole plot has just been spoiled. <laughs> it was just really funny. Uh, but I do think, I think, I I hope we get an actual first look soon. Um, hey, um, I like the camera well, I test think a lot. That, the, uh, the,
0: the, the reason behind revealing this is they're filming out in public. They're not going to be able to hide it.
1: Um, right. Well, that's what um, I Todd Phillips did. He had he had people come to set, like professional photographers, to take the pictures on set and release them, you know? which yeah, I, It's a smart move. I, I respect that a lot. I don't respect Todd Phillips for anything but that. Um. <laughs> it's, well, it's something
0: that David Sandberg what it said right. he was going to do when he was filming Shazam in that. Uh, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take pictures and just release them because... I don't want these set pictures to come out and then make the film look worse, when in reality that's because of the low quality of the pictures, the bad angles, whatever. But then that's exactly what happened with the movie.
1: And then he released his pictures the next day, uh, or one one. And that was our first look at Shazam, you know. Uh, and then, my thing about I, this first look for Batman that I wish they had done, because I, I really like the artsiness of the scene, I love that it's shrouded in red. But that takes away a lot of the the detail. We can't really see much about what's going on. And that's my only issue. I wish we could see more, you know. Um, you watching a Zack Snyder film? (laughs) Right. Well, it also, I think doing it in red added to everybody saying it looks like Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's red, you know. I think you take away the red, it doesn't look that much like Daredevil.
0: But well, um, I, uh, people have kind of speculated about this, and I need to try and remember the name of the artist who did it. Uh, but basically, did a bunch of uh, Batman. I think they were variant covers. Ah, neat. Um, it was like, you know, these black sheets of paper, but then using red to highlight the details to make Batman. Uh, It was the guy who wrote Batman Dark Victory, which uh, Matt Reeves named as one of the inspirations behind, well, one of his favourite Batman comics, which is quite nice. It's a little bit of a teaser there. But uh, essentially, when they released Dark Victory, it had the cover of uh, Batman, shrouded in darkness with red light over the top of him. Uh, I can't, I think, I want to say Jeff Loeb or
1: him say um 100 yeah it's uh i think they both they both did the the art for that um lovin sale uh i believe or one of them wrote it <laughs> and somebody else one of them wrote it and one of them. i don't know i'm not, not that's that that's the story where they give batman the brown bat suit
0: I mean, yeah if i remember the 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 neat thing about it was so that's got you know the red covers over the top of it which you know might be a reference to uh not one of Reeves' favorite comics but at the same time the other covers had the other characters in new light so you had catwoman in purple uh riddler in green um i can't remember what i think two face might have been purple or blue one of the two so uh but like penguin in blue um but like you know you had these characters in these certain lights and Based on how Matt Reeves announced uh, the casting, I wouldn't be surprised if the same time next week we get a Catwoman screen test or a uh, Riddler screen test or everyone's favorite, Alfred.
1: An Alfred screen test. Where, where do you stand on, because the rumor was for a while that Robin was going to be in this movie. Um, I don't know, that may have been confirmed. I have no idea. Um, but that was floating around for a long time. Where do you stand on that now? Seeing the suit, knowing we're two years into his tenure as Batman, I I would say it's almost too early to introduce Robin unless this is the movie where he finds Dick Grayson. Where do you stand?
0: I, I'm, I'm kind of half and half because I, I, I want a Batman and Robin story because the only ones that we have are Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, um, right. which are, as we all know, movies that exist within the Burtonverse.
1: Right. Well, no, no, no. They're, um... They're movies made in the Batman 66 universe to satirize the real Cape Crusader in Batman... in, in Batman 66.
0: Actually, naturally, but, uh... I, I, okay, I, I like a batman Robin relationship. Uh, I like what those relationships lead up to. But the, uh... With... i I don't think especially for like a first film i don't want him to discover robin i don't want him to get robin i don't want him to have had robin um i want batman on his own i want to establish where this character stands before you start introducing a character that flips that whole world upside down
1: i think well my my thing with that is I, i agree with what you're saying but we've seen so many batman movies and so many good Batman movies, you know. We've got a whole trilogy of great Batman movies. I wouldn't mind watching seeing... them.
0: I was rewatching the Dark Knight the other day, and man, every time I think, "Yeah, it might be a bit overrated." I'm just nostalgia tripping, and then I watch it. I'm like, "Nope, still perfect."
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you've got that, so I, I think it's 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 a good time to introduce Robin. But I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know how you realistically. In 2020 Introduce Dick Grayson In the same You you cannot take and do Dick Grayson The same way he was done in the comics And you can't do Jason either I mean It's just weird for A 25 year old billionaire To adopt this kid whose parents died You know like this 12 year old kid Like that's, that's weird that's creepy You can't do that anymore That story has got to change
0: You know, if I was Ricky Gervais, I'd be making some uh, jokes about a certain island and a certain suicide that was not a suicide. Right. Um, I I mean, well, that reminds me of a comment that I got on a post about Batman, uh, where someone said, uh, "I don't know how people expect him to keep his identity. Half his face is showing," and it kind of. I didn't reply to it because it, it did make me laugh. I was like. Well, technically, that's happened with every Batman, including the one from the comics, including half of all live-action Batman. Um,
1: Not half, all live-action um, Batman. There's. <laughs> well, Bale
0: well, at least had just the mouth.
1: I guess Affleck's was smaller than than you'd think. His was just square, but even at the same hey. time, that's the most that that's the feature that shows the most. Your cheeks don't show that much about who you are. It's your mouth. It's the mouth and eyes, which, right. again, that, that adds <laughs> That's to, what's sort of showing. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I, I think it's it's different. It's creepy. The, the Dick Grayson thing is creepy. You can do the Tim Drake thing. That makes sense. Because uh, Tim Drake, of course, knew... Um, he was Robin while he was still living at home with his parents, before his parents died. Um, he was Robin already. And then once his parents died, he then moved in with Bruce... That makes a little more sense. I don't know. The, the Robin thing is, I don't know how you do it.
0: Well, I think, okay. So, I, the one way that you could do it, in theory, is like Lego Batman, where-
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I was gonna suggest that, but I didn't know how to word it.
0: This is this is gonna be a fun one to justify. Um, where you take, so you take grayson you take batman being at uh, well okay i think inherently you need to change it from the circus you can still make it like performers but do people go to circus anymore are they that big a thing i don't know they're not over Uh, here are they in america uh
1: they still go around they've shifted more from being like for everyone to being more just like kids attractions and so they don't take them as seriously um, but they they do still exist to an extent. Um, but they, the, the rules are a little more strict. like kids can't just go and perform in the circus anymore, you know. Um, what's the point of them? Uh, well, it's just entertainment. you know. Uh, but kids can't ki- you can't have a 12 year old kid hopping around and flipping on you know just can't do that anymore. So you do, so here's what we do
0: have to change it. Here's what we do. We make him a YouTube sensation.
1: Okay. Does he have a podcast?
0: <laughs> he has a podcast and he has an Instagram art page. Does he talk about Ishtar? Three,
1: two, three, four, four, two, three, and. These men are pawns. Only you.
0: Ishtar, written and directed by Elaine May. Every time you mention Ishtar, it physically pains me. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't want... I don't want to do this. Should we rename our podcast to How to Talk About Ishtar?
1: I'm going to name it First Look at the Batman Suit <laughs> and Some Conversation About Ishtar.
0: Oh no, it's... <laughs> the Ishtar podcast with the mention of Batman. <laughs> okay. All right, back on topic. Nonetheless, nonetheless so... You, you, I mean... It, it, it's a tough rope to walk. Um,
1: Nice pun. That was a great pun there, Josh.
0: Thanks. I, I started saying it was a tough and then I was like, do I go with it or not? But then... Uh, you know, sometimes... Life... Passes you by, it might just fall off this rope and die because of some mob-related hit.
1: Right. I, I don't know how you do. Think. Okay. Well,
0: in general, with these movies, there is a certain level of detachment that you have to have from reality.
1: I agree, but um, at the same time, look at look at this Batsuit. suit. This Batsuit suit does not look like. Uh, it's gonna be that detached from reality. And I, I think you can detach certain things. I don't think you can detach a twelve year old boy living with a twenty five year old man. I just don't think that's something that you can separate, you know?
0: Simple. You have you have Bruce Wayne buy out the orphanage and then
1: you sneak him out of the orphanage. Yeah, but it's still like it's it's creepy for Bruce Wayne to do that, you know? Even if he buys out the orphanage, it's creepy for him to, 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 to adopt this child, you know? That's the well, issue. I, yes yes and no
0: in that It might seem creepy to the outside world, and I think you could probably do something interesting with that. Um, Then, internally, in the idea of, you know, I've seen this path, I know what it's like, and I'm going to make sure that you don't go down it the same way that I've ruined my life, is uh, an interesting sort of concept to play with. I mean, one of my favourite, I think it's Young Justice where the, the Justice League is talking, oh, should we add these guys to the Justice League? And they bring up Robin, and one Woman just straight out accuses Batman of being like, oh, you're training child soldiers, as if she didn't come from a warrior race that raised her from birth to be a soldier, Right. which, you know, hypocrisy, Wonder Woman. But then, you know, uh, she's like, oh, you're training him to be just like you. And he just goes, no, I'm training him so that he isn't. Right. And it's, it's, it's a neat idea. It plays with the selflessness of Batman and Bruce Wayne.
1: People won't and like it. And
0: so I, I think it needs to be that level of detachment.
1: I, I don't think people will like this as much, uh, especially the hardcore like comic accuracy fans. Um, but the way I would roll with it, and this kind of just popped in my head, it'd be really neat to do a uh, an MCU, Tony Stark, Spider-Man kind of thing, Um, where, like, Robin was already, Dick Grayson was already doing Robin things before, Um, and Batman stumbles across him, and he sees that this kid's going to do it either way, but he's going to get himself killed, and so he says, all right, I'll help you, and so he gives him some gear, and, you know, he, he goes around with him to make sure he doesn't get you know, killed or whatever, and he just kind of tags along with him, and then maybe later on he finds out that he's an orphan, and he goes, you can you can crash at my place. You know, like maybe it's this homeless kid who became a vigilante on his own as Robin, and then Batman brings him in and does, gives him some gear and all that kind of stuff to help build him up from there. Maybe you could probably play around with something like that, that I think would work a little better um Go, going going off of that idea
0: um i think you're right but let's take it from inherently being part of the vigilante uh idealism and we change it to okay let's say his parents do get killed in a mob-related circus incident which now that i say it out loud reveals how
1: ridiculous it is but nonetheless i say you drop that, I say that. you don't talk about it you talk about how oh, his parents dude. got killed but you don't ever talk about how
0: like, well, the, the, the idea that I was going to play around with is you, you take this boy who, let's say he was raised in gymnastics, right, at, at school or whatever, or by his parents, But you cannot, you don't even need to have him be orphaned at the beginning here. I think it makes more sense to have him be orphaned. Yeah, Um, I
1: I do too. I think you go ahead and nix the parents.
0: Essentially, Bruce Wayne hears about this guy, this little kid whose parents got taken by crime. You don't need to say how it happened or whatever. You just need to say, you know, they were killed in a hit. And so instead of taking him in under as Batman, he offers him an internship at Wayne Enterprises as Bruce. And that way you build the relationship between them publicly in that, you know, oh, Wayne Enterprises is hiring this orphan. You could even have it be like a program that he has with the orphanage, and that's how he meets him. Right. Um, Well, and then you know, from there, you build the rapport between them, and at some point, it doesn't look as creepy when he decides to adopt this kid.
1: Yeah, I think you can do that. The thing you have to drop is him adopting this kid, and then this kid finding out he's Batman, and then this kid becoming Robin. That's the part you have to drop for it to work in a modern world. Now, even in Batman Forever, when they did that, Robin was a grown man, you know, so it's less creepy. And he didn't adopt him, he was just letting him crash at his place.
0: Robin was uh, the first draft of Stephen Amell.
1: Right. Don't, don't, don't diss Chris O'Donnell like that.
0: I, I like Chris O'Donnell. He's, he was good in, I think, it was NCIS.
1: Uh, I like I like him as Robin. I I genuinely enjoy Chris O'Donnell as Robin. He was a solid Robin. It's, I, uh... it's the writing that messes that movie up. But so so my point is, you have to. I think you have to do something. Really metal Batman. Right. You have to do something different to make uh, a Robin story work. And I think as like a B plot, you could do that here. Like. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that's done this well Or a story that's done this well Like, Bat- uh, like, let's say Because we don't really know the main plot of the movie But let's say the main plot is Batman Like, uh, detective solving riddles um, You know, Riddler-based thing So he's just hopping around the city Fighting thugs and, and solving riddles And during one of these little times He stumbles across this 12-year-old kid dick grayson who's trying to do the same thing and he tries to tell him like go home like you can't do this or whatever like you're gonna get yourself incredible right incredible basically but then he you know he doesn't listen or he tells him i don't have a home all that kind of stuff he doesn't listen and he keeps popping up maybe throughout the movie and then maybe the end of the movie is batman saying all right fine whatever like I'll give you some gear and 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 that kind of thing, and that's how they establish that working relationship. And he takes him under his wing, similar to how Iron Man took Spider Man under his wing in the MCU. I think you could do something like that a little more effectively than say um, his his parents die in a circus incident related to the mob, and then Bruce Wayne adopts him, and then he finds out he's Bat he finds out Bruce Wayne is Batman, and uses. Uh, because he knows that tries to stop the mob that killed his parents and then Batman finds out that he's doing this and then they join forces and work together that just doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work narratively I don't think granted that story was it was like the what the 50s 40s when Dick Grayson was introduced so yeah I think There's he could question a- you got to update that that story to make it work. All the other Robins, I think, work fine because once you've adopted one kid, it just makes sense to adopt another. <laughs> you know,
0: like when you start, you just can't stop.
1: Right. Damien makes the most sense, and Tim makes sense because he was working with Batman before, um, before he was adopted by Bruce Wayne. So they all make somewhat sense. Um,
0: I'd like okay, to so see. Does- those, when it comes to the robins, I like the my favorite aspect about how the, let's say the three main robins is that they all represent a part of Batman in a different way. So you've got the agility in Nightwing, you've got the rage in Jason Todd, and you've got the detective and intelligence in Tim Drake.
1: Don't diss my boy Damien by not including him.
0: We don't we don't we don't talk about him. Um, but also something I do just want to talk about before we end up having to
1: shut shop. Yeah, it's coming up soon. We've talked for an hour about something. Remember when this was a 20-minute podcast? When this was a 40-minute podcast? (laughs) Remember when this was a podcast?
0: One of the things I wanted to talk about was the idea of the guns being in the... uh,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: we I forgot we were talking about the
1: suit. (laughs) I'm going to have to trim this. Um, But, yeah, so it's (laughs) <laughs> the guns thing is not being confirmed by anybody, just by the way.
0: No, it just looks like it. It
1: just and it makes roughly sense. looks like guns. Kinda. I mean, I don't know. I've looked at guns before. The, the,
0: the idea of looking at the
1: um, the thing is
0: the sharpened like edges on the wing, that's not guns. But the, the centerpieces.
1: Right, which somewhat makes sense, but it also doesn't look like a gun. <laughs> you know like it just it just doesn't um, I wouldn't know I've not seen any guns it looks a whole lot more like a box cutter to me um, <laughs> it, and I'm not saying it's not it totally could be Everyone's But it,
0: killed by a box cutter that's
1: what you're saying right it just doesn't look like I mean it's, it's removable and it's a batarang that's for sure like there's no denying that I just don't think it's I don't think it's a gun because I've never seen a gun that looks like that um, and people are taking that as fact. Like they're saying like yeah, don't, in,
0: don't don't take anything as fact. Do do right. some research. Don't just believe random people on the internet, including right. these two. We're right. we're idiots.
1: But we do know we do you can believe us when we say that it's not fact that this is a gun. Um, it could be a gun, absolutely. But nobody has confirmed that. Somebody just said when this footage came out that it looks like a gun and people have been running with that and have said that it is a gun. So be careful with what you hear and what you believe. That's a really neat detail. If that's true, that's one of my favorite little comic things.
0: As yeah, that... from uh, Batman One Thousand, he, right. he
1: melts down
0: Joe Chill's gun into the Bat logo, with the idea of with the with melting it down, you destroy the gun's sins and you build it into a symbol of justice.
1: He said the very uh, dramatic,
0: very the, Batman, the, very the, emo.
1: The quote is, um, "The gun that broke my heart as a child, when i will protect my heart as Batman." Which is just a neat quote. Um, we were gonna do something similar to that for for some Gotham Knight stuff back when that was. Uh, I mean, we still have some stuff coming up, but there was some neat stuff we were gonna play around with that idea. Um, don't know, don't know about if it's gonna happen and that kind of thing now. But it's 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 a neat detail if that's the case. I just don't think it is, and I don't know how with a suit that's already built you ever introduce and say that does that make sense i don't know how in the it, context it, it of the it'll movie,
0: be it'll be hard to foot it without right. it being
1: now um, now if you show him making the suit then absolutely you know that's one thing but i don't know that we're gonna see him make the suit i think he's just gonna have it but i don't i mean I supposedly
0: this is his second year as batman so right. it makes more sense to jump on in right um no, I just want to say, something. so that is probably my favourite aspect of the suit, um, the chest paint general I love the look of, I love how sharp and ragged it is. And I will just, I just want to say, I found this post just a second ago, which details not like massive spoilers about Sonic, but more so certain easter eggs, let's say. And I was wondering, do you care about those? <laughs>
1: Let's don't spoil it for the people who actually want to see Sonic.
0: Well, let me just say, looking at this list, uh, I am extremely excited for Sonic.
1: See, I wanna, um, I'm, I was going to go tonight, but I still haven't seen Birds of Prey. So I think I'm going to see that instead. Birds of
0: Prey, is, it's a lot of fun. Uh, not going to win any awards, but it's, you know, it, my biggest issue with it is that there's a certain loss in characters, like a lot of characters feel like an afterthought, and in many ways you really didn't need them um
1: so like uh, the there's a loss
0: of inconsequential loss no i'm not no
1: (laughs) okay we're gonna wrap this thing up uh thanks for listening thanks for taking an hour out of your day to listen to us ramble about ishtar um (laughs) if you don't mind (laughs) if you're listening to
0: him about ishtar don't look it up
1: if you're, if you're listening on iTunes, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating, uh, follow us on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, we're in Deezer now, Google Podcasts, um, send this to your friends if you got those, uh, share it around, get get the word out. The more people who listen, the more content we can make, and the better this podcast is going to be. We want more listeners in here. Uh, let us know what you think. You can send us a tweet, Uh, at josh and dalton on twitter i remembered at that time or you can dm either of us at barrett digital or at brit edit but uh that's all the time we got thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time